0: You can find answers to these questions and more in our latest report, which you can download at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.
1: It's not easy for us busy geotechnical engineers to keep up with industry trends while keeping up with our engineering work. Therefore, it's our goal at the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast to help you do just that. We strive to keep our listeners informed on important industry topics and also to educate you on interesting technical topics and trends in the geotechnical world. In this episode of the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast, I'll be talking with Karen Armfield, PE, a geotechnical engineer and project manager with WSP USA. She has over 20 years experience in the evaluation of foundation and ground improvement solutions, and we're going to be talking about the importance of inspiring the next generation of engineers and how it could benefit your engineering career. I'm your host, Jared Green, and I'm excited to be bringing you another episode of the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast. Before we go on here,
0: I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, Tensar International. Here's a message from Tensar about their award-winning software, Tensar Plus, which is available to you at no cost.
2: Check out Tensar Plus, the award-winning design software for construction professionals to design with geosynthetics and calculate their value on projects. Tensar Plus is simple to use, with a powerful engineering system at its core. It leverages our decades of research and experience with soils all over the world, so you can count on your solutions working the first time even in the most difficult conditions. Whether you're designing a crane pad or need to build a temporary road over muck, the cost, time, and carbon savings can be calculated, making comparison with alternatives simple. Specs, reports, and product data can be generated for your design. And training resources, research, and our third-party expert reviews are all provided conveniently in the software if needed. Usable both online and offline, The app is available in browser and on all major mobile platforms. Whatever you're working on, Pensar Plus is your toolbox for success.
1: Welcome to the show, Karen. How are you doing? Hi, Jared.
3: Great to speak with you today.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a while since the two of us have talked, so it'll be nice to catch up. It would be great if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Let's talk about your career journey and where do you fit in in an engineering realm?
3: I uh, started my career at Acom. I spent about 20 years there. I did try a few uh, smaller firms briefly, but now currently I'm with WSP. It's a great fit for me. I like it at WSP. I'm a director in the um, geotech and tunneling group. As you know, most of my work has been in the New York City metro area, mostly on public infrastructure, on uh, marine projects, rail, transit, airports, green space. That was one good thing about my career, working on all these large projects. I had the opportunity to work on a a lot of variety of designs over my career. Uh, I always kept my uh, work interesting and constantly learning new. Things and new approaches to solve problems.
1: One thing I've always liked about what you do is I think it's always been very inspiring to the next generation. So I see that that's something you've been passionate about for some years now. And why would you say it's important for engineers to inspire the next generation of engineers?
3: I feel like it's a you know, really rewarding career. When you ask students, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, all the students who talk to a lawyer, this, that, magician. But nobody really, some, but not too many would uh, say they want to be an engineer. So I feel like it's important to reach out to students at all levels, middle school, high school, college, help them see that engineering is a great opportunity, you know, draw these young students into the career, show them that it could be like a diverse, fulfilling career for them. Even students that are already in engineering, They often don't know the breadth of the career paths that they could be taking in civil engineering. So taking that opportunity for us to uh, reach out and help guide these students is very important for us engineers.
1: I mean, there's so much opportunity for engineers. We talk about civil engineers and geotechnical engineers. Think about all the infrastructure. It's like we need more engineers. So this is good what you're doing there.
3: There's always problems to solve on all infrastructure, right?
1: Exactly. Especially when you have uh, infrastructure in place that's being refurbished or renewed. And it's just, we don't have enough engineers. You're attacking the problem in the right place. And I know you've been running the uh, ASCE Metropolitan Section, Middle School Engineering Mentoring Program, the uh, Future City Competition, for, I believe, over 20 years? Tell us a little bit more about the program. How is it helping students in schools and also in underserved communities?
3: Yeah, I've been involved with Future City basically since my first year out of school when I was in the ASC Young Member Group. It's a good program. I really enjoy working with the students and teachers for that program. We match the kids up with the engineer mentor. We get volunteers from all around the city. The students are working on designing a city of the future, but trying to incorporate engineering and technology into their city and uh, having the opportunity to work with the engineer mentor, especially for underserved students. It helps give them a career model, lets them see different opportunities that are available to them in our industry. Even if they don't become engineers, they learn about the importance of STEM fields and technology in making a successful city.
1: There's a lot that happens behind the scenes and they're getting exposed to that really early. So there's middle school. So what's that? Sixth, seventh and eighth graders or?
3: Yeah, sixth, seventh and eighth graders. We have usually around 20 or 30 schools participate, usually in all five boroughs, even some on Long Island. The thing I think that's important to the students is they get to get together on competition day, talk with the other students from around the city, you know, exchange ideas. They get to present their city to a panel of judges, you know, try to demonstrate all of the ideas that they spent researching all, all fall. The students, when they're giving their ideas, they're so proud of all the ideas that they came out with. It's really great to see all their ideas
1: at middle school to have that kind of opportunity, that's something that they're never gonna forget. So that's, that's really awesome. I guess when you were at AECOM, you ran the intern program there for over 10 years. Can you tell us a little bit more about what happens there and why are internships important and why are they important for engineering students?
3: I mean, I know for my students that I teach, even though they know they want to be civil engineers, a lot of them don't know what specialty, you know, do I want to go into transportation, structures, geotech. So when we had the intern program at ACOM, we used to have over 40 interns per year. And um, of course, you need to give them meaningful work and the usual thoughts you might have about having intern. But we also used to have a lecture series for them where we'd have different departments come to talk about projects or their career path, different engineers in business development, in marketing, in structural or geotech or transportation. It gave the students well-rounded view of your firm where you could learn what possible career paths are available to the students. We also try to always set up construction visits or different, if you want to say field trips, but, you know, get them out to the site, see the actual construction going on, give them the extra insight into where their future role might be.
1: And training and development is important as an intern, and then it also plays a big role when you're growing your engineering career. you talk a little bit more about the training techniques you may have used when you're training your junior staff or entry-level staff? How are you getting them up to speed of what they have to do?
3: Well, you know, as a geotech, you spend a lot of your first few years in the field, which is, of course, the most important part of your career when you're learning. You get to touch all the soil and figure out what's going on. So, of course, a lot of field work, but I like to think that if you can have that field engineer also help write the reports or help design the calculations, you know, give them more of a well-rounded view of how all these things intertwine and make the project a success. You know, if they're doing calculations, they might see, oh, that Slight difference in the field might give me a different answer on my calculations. You know, see how everything is interrelated between the design and the field work. I think it's good to work with the students and, or not students, but the young engineers. And I mean, I was the department manager. So work with them when they do all their goals and see what they want to do with their career. Do they see themselves a project manager in 10 years? Do they see themselves as technical expert? You know, where do they want to go with their career? And we always would try to align the tasks we're giving them with their own goals. And when the person feels that they're moving toward their goals, they're going to be more enthusiastic about their work, more involved in the company.
1: Yeah, that's so important, getting that alignment. What are your expectations and hoping there's some type of alignment? And I I think that's really important. A lot of times people are wondering, how can I advance my career? That's like a big question that a lot of folks have.
3: I'm on the Committee on Career Development with ASCE. We make a lot of programs for the um, young engineers to try to navigate their choices in their career. You know, what kind of skills are they building? Leadership skills, communication skills, management skills. There's so many aspects of Your career, in addition to just technical, that needs to be constantly built up as a young engineer.
1: You mentioned ASCE. I'd be curious to hear, being involved with organizations like ASCE or DFI, Deep Foundations Institute, how can I help you with your engineering career?
3: For me, I was always very involved in ASCE, right? As soon as I graduated, I was on a lot of the local committees. I feel like if you're a young engineer and you get involved with a committee, it gives you first an opportunity to network with the different people from the other firms that you might not necessarily come and get to know otherwise, but also you get a chance to practice these skills that we had just mentioned, the leadership skills, management skills. How are you guys going to work together to accomplish these tasks your committee is putting together? Also, especially if you get involved with technical committees, you know, you could be doing research, learning about new projects, new technology that's out there that maybe you can bring back to your office and use on some of your projects.
1: That's great. And there's just so many different levels, as you mentioned, fresh out of school, there are committees and then there you can continue to serve when you're involved with these organizations. So I think it's very rewarding. I echo what you're saying there. What do you think the future holds for engineers? I know we don't have a crystal ball, but you're seeing a lot. What do you think's on the horizon for us?
3: I think the future uh, demand for engineers will continue to grow. I mean, there's always new challenges in society. Look at all of the resiliency projects in the city or all the advance toward green energy and water shortages. There will always be problems that engineers need to solve. The future engineer is going to have to, of course, learn new technology, learn new things about software, programming, robotics, all of these things. But really, it comes down to you know, your ability to solve problems and look at these challenges that society face and how you're going to help resolve them.
1: Before we take our break, what's the final piece of advice you'd like to give some of our, especially our younger listeners out there?
3: My best advice would be to tell the young people that, you know, you're constantly building your reputation, your own personal brand. What are you doing in your projects to build new skills, to build your soft skills, your technical skills, every project you need to work the opportunity to become a better and better expert in your field when a project comes out and the pms put together the team you want that pm to say oh i need him or her on my team because she is the best in her field so they should be working toward building these skills to always be like a valuable uh, member of the project teams
1: all right. Well, thank you so much. So with that, we are going to take our break and we'll be back with our Career Factor Safety End Segment. Stick around. Welcome back. It's time for our Career Factor Safety End Segment. In geotechnical engineering, like many disciplines of engineering, it's important to incorporate a factor of safety into your design. But what about incorporating a factor of safety into your career? Today, of course, we're speaking with Karen Armfield, PE, from WSP USA. Karen, you've already had a very successful career. Now, when you look back on your career, what's one thing you implement in your career to give yourself, let's call it a factor of safety in your career?
3: I want to say the thing that helped me the most in my career was my uh, involvement with different societies like A.S.E. and D.F.I. Of course, in your work, you're going to learn from your mentors and your other senior engineers that are around you. But by participating in the different organizations, you can double your amount of that you're learning in each year by finding out about new trends in the industry, finding out about different construction techniques, networking with different people you might not necessarily meet through your office environment as your career grows. All of these people that you've gotten to know over the years, you know, you can coordinate with them building project teams and growing not only your business development skills but your own technical skills in the industry throughout the years. It makes you a more valuable engineer to different projects, and it helps to give that factor of safety you're asking about, knowing, having additional networking and additional technical skills to be the best in your field.
1: Well, thank you so much. And thanks, Karen, for coming on and for sharing all the great insights with us. You shared a lot of great information. I know that this advice is going to be helpful for our listeners. Now, if somebody's listening and wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you? social media outlet or email address you want to share?
3: They can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Karen karenarmfield.wsb.com.
1: Well, thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Please feel free to go to geotechnicalengineeringpodcast.com where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, that being episode 59, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, we wish you the very best in all your geotechnical engineer endeavors. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the latest version of our AE Industry Trends Report to get answers to the questions that you want to ask your staff but you may be afraid to do so. How long will the great resignation last? How long should you allow employees to work remotely? And how are successful firms using data to grow sustainably for the long term? You can learn the answers to these questions and more by downloading the report at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.